What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined alongside my co-host, Devin Bernstein. And a lot to talk about today. But before we start, I just want to say, if you are new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Had a, uh, a bunch of new subscribers this week, a lot of them people I know personally. But if, if you're new to the channel, comment down below what you want us to talk about. Honestly, we'd love to hear uh, some feedback. We're going to talk kind of about... We've been doing a lot more NFL recently, but today we, we got a lot to talk about in a bunch of different sports. So super exciting. But yeah, comment down below some stuff you want to see, any segments, any people you want us to try to get on. Um, you know, we'll, we'll try to make it happen here. That's what we do here at Outside the Arena. So a uh, little quick spiel there, but um, we're just going to jump right into the biggest news, I think, in sports that isn't Taylor Swift. Um, and that's Damian Lillard being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks today. Absolutely blockbuster deal um the full trade it's a three-team deal so dame lillard going to milwaukee portland will get drew holiday back in return they'll get deandre aiden from the suns um tumani kamara i've never heard of him before maybe you have devin i have not i have so not that's how you know you're real real random. on the totem pole there real yeah random. um and then a, a first from the bucks two pick swaps in the bucks and then the phoenix suns get nurk yusuf nurkic Nasir Little, Grayson Allen, and Keon Johnson. Um, so obviously a huge deal. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, Dane Lillard, Giannis. This feels like a move that they kind of had to make. It seemed like there's a lot of talk about, you know, Giannis wanting out. It feels like this might be the move that ultimately keeps him there. Your thoughts on the deal as a whole and kind of where it puts the Bucks in the Eastern Conference and also the whole NBA. Yeah, I mean, I think this puts us – you know, just to answer that last part, just I, I really do think the top two teams are pretty clearly the Nuggets and the Bucks right now. Um, You know, you don't want to say you'd be surprised if that's the finals just because it's so far out and injuries and, yeah. you know, the Bucks have a new coach and all that. But, you know, just in terms of talent, these look like the two best teams and they fit so well. And, you know, we haven't seen Dame with Giannis, but it's it's hard to see this not being a pretty lethal combination um, you know, between the pick and roll and handoffs and just the spacing that Dame's going to provide. And then, you know, hopefully having Middleton help healthy. And then you have Lopez, who's a defensive anchor. I mean, this is by far the most talent Lillard has ever had, especially on the defensive end of the ball where he can be hit in a little bit. I mean, they did lose holiday, but they still have Giannis, Lopez, Crowder, you know, Middleton's a solid defender. We see, we'll see who kind of gets the fifth starting spot there. Um, you know, whether it's a defensive guy or a shooter like a Malik Beasley, but you know, kind of whatever it ends up being, this team has versatility, has a decent amount of depth. They could use maybe a couple more rotation players, but I think they're really ready to compete for a championship here. And then quickly on the the Blazers and the and the Suns. So the Blazers, I mean, it kind of always seemed like they were trying to get this King's ransom from the heat and that just never really materialized for whatever reason i'll get into the heat in a little bit but i mean i just i i kind of expected them to get more this is a top 75 player of all time in my opinion i mean i i think he might have not made the list but either way maybe he did i i don't know but regardless he's He's in that, you know, tier and he's he's still at that level. Is he at the absolute peak of his career and he's, you know, old and has a very expensive contract. So it's like it's a little less valuable, but I still expect him to go for more. Um, 
And then the one, the part I really don't get is for the Suns. Um, I mean, I well, I do get what they were doing, but I just think Yusuf Nurkic is so, so cooked at this point. He's really, <laughs> really, I mean, he was never like a speedy center, but he's like really, really <laughs> slow now. And I just, I mean, maybe against like a Jokic, he could give you 20, 25 minutes in the playoffs, but I honestly think Drew Eubanks um is gonna be their better option at center um at at times just because he can really move and has some skill to his game. So yeah, I mean it's a blockbuster trade. It's it's not complicated for the Bucks. Don't overthink it. This is just a great trade for the Bucks. And then, you know, the Blazers, I think, got I think they got the best value they could have, but it's just a little disappointing for your all-time franchise player um considering what was reported at first what they were looking for yeah i mean you covered it really well uh huge win for the bucks i mean this is a team that you know i kind of touched on it in the open but you know with Giannis, um you know there's been a lot of rumors about him you know being a little unhappy and you know kind of next year i feel like it was the the next, you know, Zion and Kate, Kyrie, Katie to the Knicks type thing, where it was like the Knicks fans were getting fired up about him, considering it a lock. And um, you know, I think this, I think this kind of settles it. I mean, they've already signed. I was listening to, um, oh, I forget who it was. Um, I think it was Rich Eisen, and he was talking about how they like signed all his like his whole family basically to try yeah. to keep him to stay, like everyone and then they're like all right we'll we'll go get the one guy he said uh you know he most wanted to play with so huge win for the bucks um like you said like rightfully so this team is up there with the nuggets in terms of you know and fight favorite to win the finals i mean it, it should be a, a lethal combo between dame and Giannis and two guys that just want to win i mean it's not like some of these other you know big threes or, or combinations of guys we've seen you know specifically like the the Kyrie, harden katie where you know there's a lot of injury issues and a lot of big personalities like Giannis just wants to win. And I think Dame at this point is all he wants to do is win. And, you know, I think he was obviously, you know, he's expressed some frustrations, I think about the way things kind of went down at the end in Portland, rightfully so. Um, But I think he's super happy now to be with the Bucs. And yeah, like you said, for the Blazers, it's just a weird deal to me because when you're trading a guy like Dame, like, I don't even think like Drew Holiday, like, yeah, he's a solid player, but like, the Blazers aren't going to like, they, I guess there's kind of, maybe the thought is that they'll now try to, flip him somewhere else yeah. but it's like it just doesn't make sense because it's like him and deandre aiden like what are they doing for your like rebuild you got one first round pick and two pick swaps like and the first round picks in what 2029 i mean not that like i guess any of these no one has picks at this point anymore in the nba like it's kind of it's all over the place but um like you, you there's nothing really there for the young core and obviously you just draft scoot henderson like he's now the face of the franchise um but they just didn't really, in my opinion, they didn't get enough back to kind of aid Scoot to the point where, you know, you can kind of see a young core forming here, which I think is a little, you know, I think at least with the Heat, if they did end up trading a guy like Tyler Hero, who I know some people are kind of not as high on, but at least he's, you know, a younger guy to pair with Scoot and maybe build around. But like Drew Holiday and DeAndre Aiden, I mean, it's just not the guys that are you're going to put in long term. So We'll see if they're able to flip those guys for some uh, picks or some younger players. But, you know, obviously they were in a spot where they had to basically trade Dame. Probably the best they could do. Um, But, yeah, I think it's kind of a – 
it's just kind of an air return in terms of, you know, where the state of the franchise is. I just don't think it matches with kind of what they needed in return for Dame. Absolutely. If I can just add on a little bit about the Heat, yeah. um, I just, I don't get why they didn't push their chips into the center of the table here a little bit more. I mean, I think this is a team that made a miracle finals run and certainly they can compete to win a playoff series or two or even three, you know, it's possible. They've proved it. Yeah. They've, proved They've it's proven possible. it. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to count them out, certainly, but you also don't want to say that they look like title favorites anymore because they, they just don't. They don't have the the scoring juice, and Dame would come in and probably easily be their leading scorer in the regular season, especially with how you know conservative Jimmy is with his shot attempts in the regular season. You know, this is just a team that it was a perfect fit. They could have, you know, kind of gotten rid of Hero, who wasn't even healthy for them in the playoffs, so it just would have felt like a you know hero and picks and you know maybe you would have had to get rid of Duncan Robinson or Lowry who are marginal pieces at best who are both overpaid I mean I just they have all their picks to offer they have a couple of young guys they've drafted and and I just don't I don't get it Jimmy is Jimmy is getting to that point in his career Bam is is probably around his prime and this is a perf this was just a perfect window for them to go for it. I mean maybe the Blazers just didn't want to deal with them because they were kind of being stingy at first. But uh yeah I this I see this as a big blunder for the Heat. And I mean I, I do feel for Jimmy, one of my favorite players in the league. Uh just this is a tough one. Tough, tough uh blow for him. Uh, but I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, especially also you got to think about now he just got traded to your rival in the Eastern Conference yeah. in the Milwaukee Bucks, who, you know, they they beat them, right? The Miami Heat beat they them last year. The Bucks, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, now it just makes the East even harder when you, you know, look at the Bucks now, obviously. Um, you still got the Celtics there, the Sixers, you know. It, obviously, the Harden situation is still kind of a mess, but – uh. Um, you know, there's still a threat. The Cavs are good. The Knicks are are a little feisty. So there's there's good teams in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, the Heat lost some guys. They lost, uh, you know, Max Drews to the Cavs. They lost Gabe Vincent to the Lakers, I believe. Um, so, you know, they probably got worse. I mean, maybe I'm forgetting that they signed someone, but I don't think so, really. Um, Gosh, Richardson. So, you know, it, it seemed like the whole time that, you know, Dame wanted to go to Miami. It seemed like that was kind of how the stars were going to line. It was just a matter of, it was kind of like the Aaron Rodgers thing. It was just a matter of if, not when, or when, not if. Um, and it just didn't happen. So a huge blunder for them. Um, you know, I would say I feel for their fans, but that team has, the Miami Heat have done pretty well the last few years. They've made two NBA, fin two NBA finals in the last, I guess, four or five years. So, um, but yeah, like you said, I, I feel for Jimmy, obviously, because, you know, he just needs that, that another, another piece, another star. And, uh, didn't get it so uh big loss for them but obviously milwaukee bucks fans around the world got to be celebrating today all right i think uh that'll do it for nba talk today obviously the season coming up now i guess we're, we're probably like a month or so away from uh from opening night i don't know you probably know the exact date yeah i think the sixers first game is the 26th against against the bucks actually so and i think that's a thursday so i think it starts the 24th um okay so yeah, I guess then we're under a month away. Month um, so pretty exciting. So obviously, once the kind of season gets going, we'll be talking more about that. Also, um, you know, 
the James Harden situation, I guess, still up in there. So if that anything comes with that, we'll talk about it. Um, but for now, we're going to pivot to another sport that is entering their playoffs um, at the end of the weekend, and that is the MLB. Um, most of the teams at this point have pretty much clinched a few spots up for grabs still in the wild cards and a few divisions still to be settled. So uh, a lot of meaningful baseball being played here at the end of this weekend. Uh, the AL West, uh, it's a battle between three teams, Rangers, Astros, and Mariners right now. Um, the NL wild card, you got the Cubs in the mix, the Marlins, Diamondbacks, the Reds maybe in there. But, um, you know, pretty fun time in the MLB right now. We'll start off. I know you're a Phillies guy, Dev. So uh, why don't you kind of talk a little about, about the Philly season? Obviously, Red October once again. Kind of what are your thoughts on this team, their season, and you know, do you think they can make a deep run in October like they did last year? Yeah, I mean, it's almost hard not to believe in this team. And I know that seems a little bit biased as a fan, but, you know, this team just has all the vibes. They really, they do love each other. And you look at it from a baseball perspective and you're like, yeah, this this team has everything they need. You know, they didn't quite put it together and have the monster season you maybe were looking for this year in the 95 to 100 win range. But this was a very good team, especially in the second half of the year. The Trey Turner acquisition has completely flipped on its head where it's now looking like he's, you know, a stud and and someone that pitchers are going to be scared of in the top part of this lineup. And it's like you go down the lineup, you got Schwarber, Turner, Harper, boom. I mean, all these guys are hitting well. And then you look towards the end of the lineup, you've got guys like Cassianos and Marsh who are also playing well. The defense has gotten better. The pitching especially in the bullpen has gotten better. I mean, in theory, you know, this team has everything they need. It's just going to be tough when it's looking like you're going to be facing the Braves if if you get out of the wild card series, which is no given either. Um, just looking around as well, I mean, I'm very interested in this this AL West type, this yeah. battle just that's, that's been going on where we saw the Rangers get off to this hot start then we kind of saw the Astros pick it back up and then the, the Mariners came out of nowhere and now it's just been flip-flopping back and forth. This has just been a really fun, fun time for baseball. For me, one of my first like real seasons watching, you know, this many games, but I've, I've really enjoyed this stretch run. Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, going back to the Phillies, um, I agree with what you said. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you look at that atmosphere last year in the playoffs, like I think it's probably the toughest place to play in the MLB like I don't know how you couldn't say it's not after last season um I think the key for them I mean their lineup is just yeah like you said like so loaded you got Trey Turner who's obviously been uh on a hot stretch Harper kind of found his groove late in the season Warber just hits bombs you know he's gonna set that place on fire um so like the stars are kind of there and they got you know you got Aaron Nola still there Zach Wheeler Ty Walker they brought in he's won a lot of games for them um you know, the bullpen has been solid, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it's just – I think in the NL, it's just like – I don't know how anyone's going to beat the Braves. And they have kind of slowed down a little bit towards them. I mean, they're 5-5 five and well, five yeah. in their last 10. Um, you know, part of that might just be at this point. They're like, what are we even trying for? Um, but, like, I, that lineup is just like – I think it's like five guys with 30 home runs or something crazy, like – <laughs> you've got a Cooney, you've got Matt Olson, Albies, Austin Riley, Ozuna, Michael Harris. Yeah. Um, you know, Orlando Garcia put it together a solid season. 
like Sean Murphy, I forget. Like it's like yeah. you're for, I'm forgetting like MVP candidates. I mean, it's crazy. Um, the pitching is good. That you know you got Freed Strider. So I just think it's going to be really tough. I just don't know if it's possible. I think the only team like legitimately, I, I don't think Arizona or the Cubs or the Marlins like those teams aren't going to do anything. The Brewers, their pitching maybe gives them a chance, but we've seen the it's we've seen the same old story from them. Their their lineup just falls apart. The only three teams are the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Phillies to me, just offensively. I think, you know, the Dodgers with Betts and Freeman, I don't think you can count them out. But honestly, like we saw it last year in the NLDS, like really the only team that I think could go blow for blow with the Braves offensively is the Phillies. And like they've got the sluggers, they've got the the lineup, they've got the fan base to do it. So honestly, I, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see, especially if those teams, you know, rematch again. Um, I think that would be super exciting. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I have a hard time picking against the Braves the way they're playing the season. But, yeah, I'm with you, Dev. I'm, I'm kind of in on the Phillies. And, uh, you know, real quick to the West, I know I'm kind of rambling on. But, yeah, like you said, like, it's just a weird time. And we were talking about it off air before we got here. But, like, the fact that, like, either Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Toronto, or Houston, or Seattle, I guess, whoever ends up in the playoffs, like, one of those teams is going to be in the World Series. Like, that's just kind of crazy, especially if, like, I think Houston does miss the playoffs for Seattle. Like one of those teams, like that is nuts that they're in the the World Series. Um, I'll flip it to you real quick about the AL. Like, who do you think is the who would if you had to you know make your pick for for who comes out of the AL right now? Who would you say you know kind of assuming whoever you know? Obviously, it seems like you know the Jays will probably make it. So between Houston, Seattle, whoever you want to put in for the the playoffs, who do you think comes out of the the AL, not the West? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Mariners have been one of the best teams in baseball since the All-Star break. That's scary in any sport when you see a team just really find their gear in the second half of the year. Um, that can always be dangerous. The Astros obviously have the experience or the defending champions, so no one would be surprised if they make a run. But ultimately, my pick is actually going to be the Orioles. Um, wow. I I really like this team. I love Henderson, Gunnar Henderson. You've got Adley at catcher. I mean, Santander, you go down the lineup, you've got a lot of young guys, a lot of guys playing really well. Um, you've got Mullins back. I think, you know, the pitching is a little little shaky. I mean, this is just it's just a really fun team. They've almost got the vibes the Phillies do in a sense and you know, I think the AL is going to be a, an interesting an interesting race i could i could see the astros kind of just coming in and dominating and saying you know we're we're still here but i think as of right now i'm i'm gonna take the orioles how about you it's so tough i'll be honest with the orioles like i don't know it's like i can't believe this team's gonna win a hundred freaking games like it is pure insanity i mean this their young core is like ridiculous the fact that they've got like jackson holiday the number one prospect still to come up I mean, it's ridiculous. Grayson Rodriguez has been throwing the ball really well for them down the stretch. Kyle Bradish has like a sub three ERA. Um, I don't know, though. I think it's so tough because I just like don't like I don't think the twins are going to come out. So just going process of elimination. I don't think the twins are going to come out. The Rays to me, like, yeah, they have 100 wins, but they're just kind of they're banged up. You're you yeah. know, no McClanahan, no Jeff Springs, obviously. The Wander, obviously, is probably never playing again. Um, like, do I have faith in Texas? Like, their lineup is stacked, but like, their pitching's kind of scary. Their bullpen's bad. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like I don't want to pick the Astros, but it's like 
it's it's tough, man. I, I I'm gonna go with the oh my god. I'm gonna go with whoever ends up coming out of the wild card between the Astros or the Mariners. I think in terms of experience, the Astros just have so much more experience than every other team that's gonna be in the playoffs. I guess Tampa Bay a little bit and Toronto a bit, but the Astros just have the experience. Verlander pitched really good the other day against Seattle, which was very encouraging. He's kind of been struggling. Still got Framber Valdez. You know, there's guys, uh, you know, other guys, Hunter Brown, Javier hasn't been, you know, best. Is he hurt? I don't know. He might be hurt. No, Um, I think I I saw him pitch recently. I don't, he might've gotten hurt, but. I haven't paid. He's just had like a four, seven ERA. Um, But, but on the flip side, you know, the Mariners are really good too. They've got a fun lineup, Julio, and then you've got Kirby Castillo, um, Logan Gilbert. So I think, you know, their pitching, I think, compared to kind of these other rotations in the AL, I think will take them a long way. Um, But Houston, I just think has the experience. So I think honestly, you know, it's looking like only one of those teams will come out. And I think whichever one does is going to be my pick to come out of the AL. So Houston or Seattle, depending on who ends up coming out. So, yeah. Like that. Very interesting. MLB, obviously uh, a fear for my Metsies. Um, Yankees didn't make the playoffs either. So it's pretty crazy. Some, uh, Big disappointment, San Diego Padres as well. I mean, those are three of the uh, the biggest payroll teams out there and uh, did not make the playoffs. So I guess money can't buy you everything. That should be, uh, I guess, the lesson of the 2023 MLB season. Um, we'll be talking about the playoffs weekly. So, uh, you know, obviously we don't know the full bracket just yet. But um, as the games get underway next episode, make sure to tune in. We will be talking about that. But we're going to jump right over on to the NFL Um Week three saw some crazy things. We saw 70 points out of the Miami Dolphins, uh, which was bonkers. Um, you know, some some good games in there. Cardinals upset the Cowboys. That was a big one. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey took the internet uh, by storm. It seems like she's going to be at MetLife on Sunday night, which is just – seems like that's a, that's a, a full-blown relationship at this point, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so shout-out Travis Kelsey – um a fellow podcaster as well so you gotta love the fellow podcasters (laughs) um but yeah we're just gonna jump right into week four give our picks for the week uh starting off with tomorrow's game the Detroit Lions heading to Green Bay both these teams won last week Green Bay big come from behind win against New Orleans low scoring game but they pulled through Lions took down Atlanta um you know seems like Aaron Jones will be back this week as well as Christian Watson David Montgomery might have a good chance to go. So a lot of key injuries that we still obviously don't know. We won't know that until 90 minutes before kick tomorrow. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I've been a pretty big fan of the Packers going into this season. But, you know, the Lions are a good team as well. And, you know, when you look at this matchup, it's just going to be interesting because we don't really know exactly who the Packers are because we don't really know exactly who Jordan Love is yet. But um. Yeah. We haven't really seen him play even one game with Christian Watson, who it looks like is probably going to play. I mean, last week he found a way to win them that game without, you know, probably his three best offensive players in Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, and Christian Watson. Um, or three most valuable playmakers, at least. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you look at the Lions and this defense has stepped up. It seems like they're the type of defense that, you know, it's physical and well coached, but ultimately just, you know, not talented enough to be like a really good or great defense. Yeah. Um, And, 
you know, probably similar things with the offense, except it's just probably like a great offense, but never like an elite offense, something like that, just because they, you know, again, they don't have like a, you know, this stacked weaponry, but, you know, they're well coached, they're, you know, do everything basically right, it seems like, but, you know, just a little bit lacking in terms of talent. But again, you know, this should be a good matchup, I guess. I'll go with the Packers at at home here, getting some weapons back, you know, on the short week, you kind of favor the team at home sometimes. Um, But I could definitely see this one going either way. Yeah, I think it's going to be a a super close game. Um, You know, Jordan Love has looked really good. He obviously did come from behind wins. So, um, yeah, it's a a toss-up. This is a toss-up game for sure. Lions, I believe they they won last week in week eighteen, I think, to kind of snub the Packers in Lambeau. Um, so I'm going to go with the Packers here as well. Uh, you picked the Packers, right? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I was just making sure. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Packers. I think Aaron Jones coming back, I think, is going to be big. I think their offense has been greatly missing him, um, as well as Christian Watson. I think it'll just give Jordan Love some more guys to get the ball to. Um, defensively, I think, you know, the Packers are a bit better than the Lions right now. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson had a huge game last week. He's been balling out. Uh, but outside of that, C.J. Gardner-Johnson obviously went down for the season. Uh, I'm pretty sure the season. Yeah, torn pack, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, outside of him, outside of Aiden Hutchinson, they've got some good players, but uh, maybe not as star-studded as, um, you know, the Packers got some more guys, I guess, Jair and Sean Gary and, Van Ness has looked pretty good so far. So I'm going to go with the Packers. I just think at home, like you said, short week, Aaron Jones coming back. I think uh, emotions will be high, and I think, you know, they're going to want to get revenge for uh, week 18 last year. So I'm going to go with the Packers. Moving overseas, Falcons at Jaguars. Jaguars, man, every year in London. There must be some sort of, like, agreement or something because they are in London every freaking year. Well, Um, where they they play next week. Do they play in London again? Yeah, I'm or they sure. play. They play two weeks in London. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, they do. Yeah. What the? That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing at No Thumberland Development Project, a stadium in London, uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Okay. And then where are they playing this week? Oh my god. So are they just staying over there? I would imagine I, they, must they would not that. fly back. Yeah. Um, Wembley Stadium. Wow, that is awful yeah they just send the jags there every year they're just like get (laughs) out of that is crazy um so i did not know they were playing back-to-back weeks that is wild um so falcons jags the jags have not been very good either so maybe they need a trip just like out of the country at this point um trevor has not looked good the offense just does not look like it has clicked they've had their moments but just you know a a really bad loss to the texans who we'll touch on a little bit they look good last week uh, Falcons obviously two and one. Bijan's looked like a superstar. Your thoughts on the on the the battle overseas? Yeah, I mean this almost doesn't feel like a must win game for the Jags just because they're probably going to win this division almost no matter what they do. But you know it it feels like a must win game if they're really going to contend this year. You know just to get things together. Um, and the Falcons are no slouches, but. <laughs> They're more talented on offense. They can throw the ball all over the field, and the Falcons really can't. And, you know, especially when you look at the Jags, that's what you want to do to them. You want to try to be able to score a lot of points on them. And certainly Bijan could have a big day, but um, 
I predict this to be a close, highest scoring game, but I'm going to go with the Jags out of necessity just because I, I still believe in Lawrence and Peterson and, and Ridley and these playmakers. So I, I, I'm just, I'm still confident in them, but this is a really big week for him. How about you? <clears throat> it's a tough one. Um, I'll, I'm just going to real quick go on a little tangent. The Atlanta Falcons offense honestly just pisses me off. Like yep. it is like, maybe it's because I have Drake London in one of my fantasy leagues, but like, it's just like I don't get it. Like you, I get Arthur Smith is like he's just built on the run. That's his thing. But it's like you've got Drake London, you got Kyle Pitts, and like these guys' careers are just going to waste at this point. Like these guys were both top ten picks. Kyle Pitts a top five pick, and we haven't even seen what they can do in the NFL. It feels like because they're not even they're refusing to throw the ball to them, but also just throw the ball in general. I mean, it's just like it is so just like I get Bijan is a superstar and Algier is very good, and like you want to use those guys, but it's like. Come on, man. Like Kyle Pitts, like this guy was the fourth overall pick, like the highest pick tight end in like God knows how many years. And it's like this dude's been a – he hasn't even had a chance to show off anything in the NFL. I mean, it's like he never gets the ball. It's pretty crazy. Maybe he just sucks and can't get open. Maybe I'm like – but like I don't think that's the case whatsoever. So no, let me, that was just Let me tell you, man. he's open all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking. Like he, he – I don't even know. It is so – frustrating to watch maybe Ritter is just like I don't know it's just real frustrating to watch as a as a fan and just like to root for those guys it's just like it sucks like those guys are just having their careers all these young guys I mean Garrett Wilson's getting screwed over right now in the Jets offense like oh my god the only one out of that first round that's really been shining has been Chris Olave um regardless though um I'm gonna pick Oh, my God. I don't even know who I want to pick in this game. I feel like it's the Jags, but the Jags have been playing so, so bad. Oh, my God. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I'm not going to spend any more time on this. They have to win this game if they don't, like you said. like they. I, I just don't get, you know. They got to figure it out. They, they like the where where they were last at the end of last season to now is just a totally different team. Calvin Ridley, like you add him, he looked great week one, and then they you know hasn't had the same success. So I think they'll get him going again. Um, this team is just this offense is just has too many playmakers to be struggling this much. So I think they'll have a good game and uh, and win. But yeah, uh, moving away from the Atlanta Falcons, um, Rams Colts. Um, Interesting game. Unclear, I guess, at this point if Anthony Richardson will be back. But Gardner Minshew proved it kind of doesn't matter. They went out and beat the Ravens. So big win for the Colts. Rams, um, you know, tough loss to the Bengals last week. Looks like, you know, maybe they're they're starting to slow down a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think um, it's going to be really tough for the Rams to run the ball again, just in general almost every week, but this is really the strength of the Colts defense. They like to play a lot of, you know, eight guys in the box, a lot of one high safety. So some more aggressive looks. And they also just have a lot of good, good defensive linemen. You've got Ed Bucom, who they signed from the Niners, has been really good. And then the interior with Grover Stewart and uh, DeForest Buckner, probably one of the better duos and, you know, one of the less talked about interior duos uh, in the league. Um, So, it's going to be tough for the Rams to run the ball on them. So I, I expect them to pass it a lot, but probably pretty well. Um, And, you know, I think the Rams just have a little bit more star power here between Aaron Donald, Russ East, of course. Um, 
was uh, looking at him on the field. I was like, that's, I was telling my boys, I was like, that's the boy right there, Rusty. That, that, that's our star. <laughs> that's our star. Uh, um, and then, you know, you've got the, you, you, you've, you've obviously got Stafford and then Nakua's, you know, looked pretty good even last week, but especially the first couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with the Rams here, but I could see this, this one going either way here. I think it's in Indianapolis, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, uh, the interesting one. I mean, the Rams, they started off really good week one. Um, I think that was when they won, right? Week one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they played the Niners really. I mean, they played three close games. Um, so it's kind of tough to pick against them. The Colts though really look good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really like what they're doing. Shane Steichen, uh, I think I might've botched Shane Steichen, 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 Steichen. I don't know. Steichen? Um, yeah, you're, you're close. I watched, a, I watched an interview with him on, uh, Pat McAfee's show this week. And he's, he's, he seems like a really good guy. I think he'll be, have a lot of success as head coach in the NFL. Just needs a little more talent on that offense. Um, but I am going to pick the Rams. I think, like you said, they, they've had some success with, you know, Atwell and, and Nakua. Kyron Williams has emerged as a good player. I think Stafford kind of has a bounce back weekend. Um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, if AR-15 plays, that might get interesting because he's looked pretty good. But I don't know. I'll go with the Rams regardless. I think that team is pretty good on both sides of the football. Um, moving on, Ravens at Browns. Uh, big AFC North game. Both these teams two and one uh Deshaun Watson big bounce back week he probably had his best game as a Brown and that that Browns defense man under Jim Schwartz has been lethal uh has probably been you know up there it's them the I mean the Cowboys after last week you might have to say the Browns have have been better defensively this season kind of kind of crazily enough um I'll start real quick I'm gonna go with the Browns I'm after Aaron Rodgers goes down, I'm hopping right over to my other team and uh, <laughs> kind of riding the Browns, starting to ride the Browns wave a little bit. Um, you know, Miles Garrett, he, he's shown what he can do. And this Ravens team is just a little banged up right now. I saw Kyle Hamilton didn't practice today. Um, I think some of their O-linemen are coming back, though, which is big for them. But, um, you know, obviously in terms of running the football, you got Lamar, but then, you know, I forget, it, it, Gus Buss and, and Justice Hill are kind of the guys they've got back there who would just – you know, I think they're going to have a hard time against this Cleveland D-line. And, um, you know, the Cleveland secondary is really good, too. I mean, I think their defense is at full health. And offensively, um, you know, I think last week showed, you know, Jerome Ford's going to be pretty solid. Kareem Hunt will help out. But Amari Cooper's still there. He's a stud. Elijah Morris looked solid. And, uh, you know, for Deshaun, it's just about – we talked about it last week, how bad he looked. Um, and this was a huge week for it. Um, so he's just got to keep building on that, growing as a player and uh, continuing to get better and better. And this Cleveland team, you know, legitimately could compete for the Super Bowl if Sean Watson gets on the right track because their defense, how they played this year, which is how they should play. I mean, it's it's just not to – I don't want to keep talking for so long, but, you know, the past few years with Joe Woods, it's like every year it's been like, look at all the names they have. Look at all these guys. Like, this should be an elite defense. It's never worked out. And it seems like they finally have the right guy leading the defense in Jim Schwartz, and you see how they're playing. They're leading, like – every defensive category and you know, they've only allowed like I think it was 21 first downs through three weeks and the next closest is like 41 or something with like the Rams or something crazy so <laughs> they've been really elite so yeah uh, I'm gonna pick the Browns this week yeah I'm I'm gonna go with the Browns too which you just like never feel confident picking the Browns they're one of those yeah. teams but like well now that we both picked them the Ravens are gonna oh, that's yeah. the outside the arena curse right there yeah <laughs> Um, but Watson looked really good last week. I mean, like, I the Titans' pass defense isn't like the best thing, 
you know, best defense in the world, but, you know, it's also, you know, they're well coached. They've got a good pass rush. The secondary is improving. Like, it's not like this was like a, you know, some backup tier players that he was going up against. And, you know, that's an encouraging sign for Browns fans. And like you said, this defense has just been so freaking good that it's like almost hard to imagine them losing as long as Watson doesn't like lose them the game almost. Yeah. So, you know, you look at how banged up the Ravens are. It almost doesn't even matter on the offensive line with how good this defensive line is yeah. for the Browns. And then, like you said, I, I don't think Hamilton practiced. You've got Marcus Williams out. Everyone seems to be banged up for the Ravens already. So I'm I'm going to go with the Browns here at home. Should be a big game for – I mean, if Cleveland wins that three and one, two divisional wins already, I mean, that would be a huge start to their season. Next game, Vikings-Panthers, battle of the 0-3 teams. Um, I mean, we said last week was a make-or-break week. If the Vikings go down here, then you almost got to start looking at uh, calling up the Jets maybe and saying, you know, what do you – can we get that first-round pick for Kirk Cousins? Um, It would be super interesting. I mean, if they end up – that would be pretty crazy. Um, But – so I'm kind of hoping the Vikings lose this one. Um, But – I'll flip it right back to you. I mean, it seems like Bryce Young should play this week. Andy Dalton looked pretty good last week, though. Um, but, yeah, Bryce Young will be back. Bryce Young, Kirk Cousins, two 0-3 teams. Who's going 0-4? I think the Panthers are going to be 0-4. I think, you know, it's it's never good when you've got a 32-year-old Adam Thielen as, like, your, <laughs> your best receiver. Um this line he's been balling out though low key he, oh he's playing well but it's just like he's their only target that's yeah <laughs> you know, that's that's not a good thing for a young quarterback and this line has taken a step back um I'm a little worried about Frank Reich to be honest I feel like a lot of the things that were happening in Indianapolis at the end of his tenure are like now happening again so I think it's like you got to be a little bit worried about that. And then, you know, the Vikings just have way more talent. Um, You know, the team feeling left, obviously. So maybe a revenge game for him against this week, you know, Viking secondary. But um, the Vikings have, have some real playmakers. They have, you know, a proven quarterback. They have some more guys even on defense probably. And they're probably even better coach. So even though they're both 0-3, I just actually almost see, see almost no way for the Vikings to lose here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings, too. I feel like this has to be a win for them. I mean, Kirk, honestly, like, he's turned the ball over a few times, but he's been playing pretty well. With Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson, like, I just see no way that they don't pierce up this secondary. Um, is J.C. Horn healthy? I can't remember. I know I, he – I think, think he's, he's out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, then it's like – I mean, there's no one out there that that's going to stop those guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bryce Young, he's looks – all right. I mean, it's not even his fault. Like, I think he's kind of just doing with what he has at this point in the two games he started. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's much more to it. I think the Vikings, um, you know, they know how important this is. It, it's crazy how quickly, like last year, they won, what, like 11, 12 games or something. Now you're 0-3. Yeah. And it's, NFL is a crazy, crazy sport. Um, moving on, though, Bengals-Titans, two one-and-two teams. Um, this Bengals offense, super disappointing. They looked a little better this week, but Joe Burrow just clearly not 100%. Hasn't thrown for, like, I think more than, like, 250 yards in a game yet this season, something like that. Um, really, really not good. Uh, but they found a way to squeeze one out against the Rams. Tennessee has been really bad offensively. Their O-line isn't good. Tannehill sucks. Derrick Henry looks like he's taking a step back. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, you know, Burrow, I, I 
was surprised he played last week, honestly. Um, you know, maybe they, they skip this one out and just hope they can kind of squeak it out against Tennessee. Um, I doubt that'll happen, though, knowing him. And, you know, he's a big competitor. But, yeah, I think they're just the better team. I think offensively, like, look at what the Browns did to them. Like, the Bengals should theoretically do a lot worse than than what the – if, you know, the Browns were able to kind of dominate offensively. So, um, this could be a close game, though. This is one of those at Tennessee where the Titans are just frisky. Maybe Derrick Henry finally gets going this season. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to pick the Bengals. I just think they're the better team. And I feel like that offense is kind of just due to explode at some point. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. And I just looked at the line, and the Titans are one-and-a-half-point favorites. So that's a little really? to me, yeah. What? Um, that's so, crazy. Yeah, so I I don't don't hate the Bengals for, for our betting fans at home. Um, but just to talk about the matchup, like you said, like the Browns were kind of able to throw it all over them and, like, you know, Burrow was getting it out quickly a lot, but Chase was able to really eat on these quick routes. A lot of stuff out of the slot seems like they have kind of figured at least a temporary solution out for this, you know, Burrow injury while he's a little bit limited, you know, to go down the field, trying to get it out a little quicker. Um, You know, I think that'll work against the Titans. And then this Bengals defense looked amazing against uh, a weak offensive line in the Rams. And you're going up against another really weak one in the Titans. So hopefully they can dominate for Bengals fans this week. And, you know, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, both the Bengals. I feel like we've got a lot of uh, agreements so far. I'm trying to think if we disagreed on a single one. We both picked Packers, both picked Jags, both picked Rams, both picked Browns, both picked Vikings, both picked Bengals. So, uh, if I was a betting fan, I'd probably fade a lot of that just because of uh, <laughs> history on this show. Um, but moving along, Buccaneers, Saints, uh, both these teams lost last week. Baker Mayfield honestly hasn't done terrible. I mean, it was a tough matchup last week against Philadelphia Monday night, but Mike Evans has looked really good to start the season. But the classic Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore matchup, guaranteed an ejection or some sort of yep. fight, it feels like. Flags <laughs> are going to be flying. So it's going to be really fun to watch, as always. Uh, Alvin Kamara returning as well. Um, I think Derek Carr might be out for this game. I'm not really sure, honestly. I haven't seen any updates on him. I think it was a shoulder injury, right? Yeah. So um, I, yeah, my, like, guesses will be out. Okay. But does it matter? Is Jameis that much worse? I mean, I don't I don't yeah, know. it seems like Jameis will probably be. I mean, Derek Carr said there was some quote where he said, "You know, I fully." Uh, yeah, he didn't practice today, so I would assume it's Derek. It's going to be Jameis on Sunday. Yeah. So, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Saints. Actually, I think the Bucks kind of got a little bit lucky the first couple games potentially going against the worst team in the league and the Bears and you know having a close one against the Vikings who still haven't won um but I think more so than that I think Jameis kind of fits this offense a little bit better I think he really likes to push it downfield and you've got you know Olave can really stretch the field and then Shahid who can also who's actually, you know, kind of a, been a stud on these deep plays. Um, And you get Kamara back, and this defense has looked pretty good. So I, I'm going to go with the Saints again. Could see it going either way. Um, You know, the Bucks, the Bucks are a, a very, like, you know, 
you know, they just want to play a game where they can keep it close and then kind of get a chance at the end. Um, and that's going to work a decent amount of the time. So they can kind of win any given week. Um, yeah. You know, obviously not against the top, top teams in the league like we saw against the Eagles. But, you know, against most of the teams in the league, they're going to have at least somewhat of a chance. But I, I am going to go with the Saints here. I'm going to go with the Bucs. Um, I like the way they played. I mean, I never thought they were going to win last week against Philly. I think, like you said, like against the kind of top echelon teams, uh, they're probably not going to get the job done. But I still have been, you know, pretty, in, you know, pretty, I don't know if happy is the right word, but pretty impressed, I guess, by what Baker's done so far. I think he's looked pretty good. Um, I think Mike Evans, they've been really getting involved, which has been nice to see because it felt like, you know, kind of in the latter years with, with, I mean, I guess Brady was only there for like three years. But like while Brady was there, it almost felt like, I guess they had like sometimes they had Gronk and AB in there, so they kind of had more uh, more guys to get the ball to. But it's good to see him kind of finally, uh, you know, eating and, and get scoring touchdowns left and right. Um, but yeah, I think that I don't know Jameis. Like I guess you know against the Bucks, his former team, you know he looked all right last week. But it's just like I don't the the offense wasn't really moving with him. Like they didn't really do much. Um, Kamara back will be big. Um, I'll be very curious to see how he is. He had a down year last year, so I'm. You know, is he cooked or is it just like, you know, they didn't use him right last year? I feel like, you know, they weren't really using him the way he should be used last year. I think you need to get him more involved in the receiving game. Um, so I'll be excited to see kind of Kamara back and, and what he looks like. But, yeah, like you said, like the Saints offense is really talented. I don't know. I'm, I just kind of got a gut feeling the Bucks win this one. Um, you know, their defense has played really well so far. So um, I'll go with the Bucks. Moving along to uh, – the 70 point Miami Dolphins. I've got your face plastered in their locker room, <laughs> Devin. It's just, I mean, they it's just the motivation just never ends. They're heading to <laughs> Buffalo. Um, I mean, to a man, it's like this guy's gonna get himself paid like a lot, a lot of money. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, what a fun team. I mean, just with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle obviously didn't play last week, but they've got Waddle, they're running back, they're sprinting across the field. Mike McDaniel's just a, a class clown um you know they got christian wilkins on the defense when ramsey comes back like this is a fun fun team miami too like you're surprised more of these guys aren't getting in trouble to be honest it's honestly a miracle they've had yeah. no uh i mean you got braxton barrios dating alex earl i mean there's like storyline <laughs> the storylines tell themselves with this team um and they're three and oh they look unstoppable on offense headed to buffalo though obviously a tough place to play um Josh Allen's looked a lot better since that week one game against the Jets. So what are your thoughts on this AFC East matchup? Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it, man. I'm going to, I'm going to take the bills here. I know maybe, you know, maybe they're just destined, you know, to, to prove me wrong here, but I, I really do like the dolphins. I, 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 I can admit now I was wrong on them. I, you know, obviously Tua's health is still somewhat of a concern, but if they can stay healthy, they've clearly got all the pieces they need. Like yeah. you said, um, just to talk about this beatdown, I mean, I was watching Red Zone for the most part, and it was just like every couple minutes you'd look up and it's like, oh, another guy really broke through <laughs> a long touchdown. Now, Robbie Chosen. Robbie Chosen. Yeah. Is it Robbie Chosen now? Yeah, Robbie Chosen. I, I thought it was like Chosen Anderson, but now they're calling He changes him it every week, pretty every much. Every week. It was like. Um, yeah, so he like cooked Patrick Sertan, who was still eating <laughs> for some reason, which was really weird, but um this is kind of yeah we'll get more into the broncos in a little bit but pretty embarrassing for them but like really just a dominant offensive performance but 
I think going into Buffalo, whose defense has looked a lot better than it did last year and obviously better than the Broncos' defense. Um, And, you know, this Dolphins' defense hasn't been tested, you know, a ton yet. And I think, you know, they're going to be missing Ramsey against with that Diggs matchup. Um, I, I just think it's going to be a really good high-scoring game, and I'm just going to favor the Bills at home. But definitely one of those games that could go either way. How, how, are, you, how are you leaning? I'm going Miami. I got. I. I don't. I think it's hard to pick against them right now. I mean, this offense, I think, is uh, probably the best in the NFL. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, Mike McDaniel. We've known he's an offensive wizard, but just what he's doing. I mean, Tyree Kill has looked unstoppable. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle, and they scored seventy points. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I think the Bills. You got to look at them right now. I think Tua is just playing safer than Josh Allen, and that might be ultimately the difference in this game. Josh Allen. Even last week against Washington, I mean, he was better, but he threw that kind of one ball up deep that got picked off. Like, he's still just making those careless throws downfield. And that, in a game with a team like Miami, could be the difference. I mean, I, Tua's really done a good job of keeping the ball, getting it out quick, getting it to his receivers, hasn't been turning it over. And, uh, you know, that ultimately may be the difference. And, you know, real quick on Tua, obviously, you know, the health has been an issue, but, you know, give him credit. Like, we forget what he did last year mostly because everything was – overshadowed by all the concussions in the end but like when he was healthy last year Tua was as good as any quarterback in the NFL almost he was an MVP candidate um and right now he's the favorite for the MVP I mean he has been incredible so far so shout out to Tua I mean it's awesome seeing I think there was a lot of people that were rooting against I don't know if rooting against him just kind of concerned about him and doubting him um and look rightfully so with all the the concussion and health issues but he is uh I mean earning a huge, huge contract. And yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins this week against Buffalo. I just think, you know, they get Waddle back too. Like, it's just, and it's fun, you know, Moster, I don't think Raheem Moster is going to be able to keep up with the, you know, the paces he's on as like RB1 in fantasy football. But um, yeah, I mean, he's been balling out. Devon, Devon at Shane. I know he just changed his pronunciation of his name. Yes, I think it's, I don't know. I don't want to botch it, but yeah, shout out to him. I mean, 50 fantasy points is ridiculous. Um, and the team they beat down on it. next game, the this game's rough. Broncos, Bears. Um, oh my God. I mean, both these teams, I mean, give me a winner, but at the same time, you know, kind of talk about just the state of these teams. I mean, Justin Fields has regressed. He doesn't look good at all. And this Denver Broncos team, I mean, they're, they're banged up, but they're also just bad at the end of the day. Like, they're just not that good. Yeah, I mean, who is the bigger mess right now? I mean, that's just the question. I think the Broncos are favored a few points on the road, and everyone's betting on them. So I'm going to go with the Bears, just because I think these teams are pretty equally bad, and it, it, it honestly could go either way. But you know, I think the Fields thing is a little a little bit hard to tell exactly who's to blame, but it's just it's clear that it's not working right now. It's clear that there's been regression and you know it's not like he was horrible, but he needed to take steps as a passer and he's gone backwards. So the outlook is just not looking good for him. And this Broncos defense is what kept them in games last year. And now it's like the offense. <laughs> 70 points. Yeah. And now it's like the <laughs> offense is like not horrible, I guess. But now the defense yeah. is horrible. So it's like, yeah, I don't even know 
which side of the ball is worse for them or which team is worse um, in this matchup. I, yeah, I guess I'm going with the Bears. I don't have a ton of thoughts here, to be honest. Do the um, do the Saints have the Broncos' first round pick this year, or is that no, last year? I think year they, they got it, it last year, right? Yeah, I think they I got would, it last year. Um, because that would be crazy. Yeah, that um, would. Be. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, they have their own pick. Um, yeah, this is just two messes. Um, I mean, the Bears are just a. a dumpster fire organization and you have the defensive coordinator getting you know quit midweek but obviously there was you know some inappropriate stuff going on or or whatever was going on with him um so he's gone you've got someone like robbing the stadium i mean it's like oh my god um you know i think there's a few things that are clear at this point in chicago um matt eberfuss should be fired he's not you know a good head coach the o-line is terrible justin field's probably isn't a franchise quarterback but there's still like still what we saw last year from the rushing just makes me want to believe in the kid because it's just like not everyone in the nfl can do that um but they're he's just not running the ball at the same you know rate he was and you know passing wise you know he hasn't really clicked with dj Moore. they've had some moments but it, it hasn't been great the broncos you know i wasn't high on them coming into the year i picked them to finish last in the afc west you know russ honestly hasn't looked terrible he's been a little bit better but I don't know. This team is just it's kind of mediocre, just kind of all over the place. Like their O line's mediocre. Javante hasn't been good. Sutton's been like fine. Judy's like kind of is what he is at this point. I don't know. It's just a whole lot of mid. I think in Denver and um, Sean Payton. You know, he talked a lot of a lot of smack at the beginning of the season, preseason, and uh, looking like a fool right now. But regardless, I am going to go with the Denver Broncos in this game. Um, from an offensive standpoint, I just think they've played a lot better than the Bears have so far, and I think both these defenses have been bad. Um, okay. Oh, lights out. <laughs> there he goes. Um, that's a sign to move out this game. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I just think offensively they've at least shown kind of some ability this year where the Bears, to me, just have not at all. Like, they've been so bad. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Broncos, get their first one of the season. The Bears at this point. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think both these teams may end up taking a quarterback in the draft. I mean, honestly, like depends where they fall, obviously, but this quarterback class is pretty stacked. You got a lot of really, really talented players coming out most likely. So it's going to be interesting. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of QBs that are kind of on the wire or on the margin, like they got to start playing better because especially like Justin Fields, like he doesn't start playing better. He's done in Chicago at the end of the day. So It'll be interesting to see. Moving on to your Eagles, Commanders at Eagles. Um, Sam Howell, bad, bad week last week against the Bills. I think it was four picks. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles. I mean, Hurts hasn't even been playing, like, that good. I think, you know, he was sick this week. Uh, but he said all that matters is winning, and I, I love that mentality, honestly. Like, he's, you know, had his big historic year, it felt like, last year, almost won MVP, and, you know, had a taste of the Super Bowl, and now he wants to win the whole thing, and that's all he cares about. So, um, shout-out to him. Um, you know, he'll pick it up though. This offense, I think, will only get better. And DeAndre Swift, man, like he's been balling out for the Eagles. We said at the beginning of the year, like, gotta hope that this guy gets his role. He's he's just more talented than these other guys. And they 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 did give him the, the lead role last week and he balled out once again. So the the rich get richer. I mean, Jalen Carter's been playing crazy. I mean, you gotta be happy with how your Eagles have been playing. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been like perfect given you know this is a three and out team, but you know most of the complaints are kind of very marginable, marginal and fixable. You know, you look at 
Hurts making a few more mistakes than he normally does. I really am not worried about that. You you had like an off game from AJ Brown and a on <clears throat> story of an argument on the sidelines that I really don't think is a big deal. I just think it's the type of thing that when it gets caught on camera, it's gonna yeah. you know be talked about. But when it doesn't, no one talks about it, and it happens all the time. Um, but you know this. Everything that, you know, this team's dumped major assets into, like, you know, Carter, you've seen Nolan Smith get on the field, starting to play a little bit better. Um, You know, Slay is still killing in the back end. You know, you Cox had one of his best games in, in a few years. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they're just way more talented than the Commanders, and the Commanders just got blown out. Sam Howell looked really, really rough. Um, But the Commanders did beat the Eagles last year at home, so... Maybe it could get a little interesting, but I'm definitely going with the Eagles here. <laughs> yeah, I think the Eagles will, will pull this one out. Only gives them more motivation, I guess, if they uh, they take them down at home. Uh, moving along to the final game of the 12 o'clock slate, Steelers at Texans. Interesting matchup, 2-1 and one Steelers. C.J. Stroud, he has been balling out. Him and Tank Dell have been killing it in Houston. We talked about how you know bad we thought this offense was going to be in you know, Stroud's out here throwing for he's throwing for 900 yards, I think, at 906 or something like that in the first three weeks. He looks like a stud, which I love to see. I was pretty high on him coming out of college. I think you just kind of watch, you know, I, I bring up always that Georgia game, and there's just some things that uh, you got to look at and you just can't ignore. And I think that was kind of one of those games. So um, he's been doing great. Um, tough matchup this week, though. This Pittsburgh defense, another one of those. I mean, I think. You talk about the top defenses in the NFL, the Cowboys, the Browns, and the Steelers, probably the top three right now, I would have to say. Um, Niners, I guess you got to put in there yeah. too. And then like the Eagles, maybe that's kind of the top five right now. I don't know if I'm missing anyone. but Yeah, the um, only other team I'm thinking of is the Jets. Well, they've kind of been rough the last yeah. I guess they played well against the Pats. So the, the Dallas yeah. game was pretty rough, but Dallas you got to throw. So, yeah, I don't know. Regardless, um, I'll go with the Steelers. Oh, this is tough, though. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think it's going to be ugly. I just think their defense is too good, and I think for rookie QB, as much as I love Stroud, I think he will have some issues. Um, you know, this isn't the Jaguars who we faced last week defensively, um, and the Steelers have just given fits to basically everyone, it feels like, that they've gone up against. So I'll go with the Steelers. Um, haven't really been too impressed by Kenny Pickett this year. Um, I, you know, I think they're, that organization's in a tough spot depending on where their draft pick ends up and where who's on the board just because – you know, if someone does catches their eye, I wouldn't be against them moving along because I just don't know if Kenny's kind of the, the franchise long-term guy. But this defense is so good that I, I think they'll find a way to win this game at Houston. Um, but shout-out to C.J. Stroud. He's been balling out. Yeah, I mean, C.J. Stroud is is the big story of this game. Um, but <laughs> um, he's just looked really, really comfortable. And, you know, they've got – I think like a guy from PFF actually calling plays Bobby Slowick or something. Um, but so they've got kind of an interesting thing going on there, but you know, he's just looked good. Like he just looks accurate and he looks like he knows what he's doing. I mean, we heard the things about like the IQ and that just seems like, I mean, completely wrong at this point. And I mean, that was always kind of, you know, a a non-story, like I I said with the AJ Brown thing, but like, you know, he's proved everyone wrong so far, but I, I do think it was a bit of like a comeback to earth week. This is definitely the the toughest defense he's faced. And 
this Texans defense isn't there, so I don't think like the Steelers are gonna like turn it over at least. You know, yeah. be able to move the ball a little bit. So I, I'm gonna go with the Steelers here. Yeah, uh, you know, I, his he does that. Uh, I don't know why his like his little like dance that he does in the the end zone that he's been doing since at Ohio State. That I guess has kind of gone viral a little bit in the NFL now. Um, it's all over my TikTok page. So I just see CJ Stroud all day. It feels like. <laughs> um weirdly enough but yeah Raiders at Chargers um Jimmy G I guess is he concussed is he playing I don't really know if he cleared what the deal is um I can look that up real quick I think both of us are probably gonna pick the Chargers but I'll let you kind of kick us off here um it looks like he's in concussion protocol still yeah yeah I mean I think Obviously, their only chance here is is if if he does play, and not that Jimmy G is some elite franchise quarterback, but you've got to be looking at Brian Hoyer as one of the worst worst options in the league here. Like he's just really old and like has no arm and like is not athletic and whatever. I mean, it's it is what it is. He's a backup quarterback on a not very good team, so it's it's not a big deal. But they just have no chance if Jimmy G isn't playing and. Even if he does, this this defense is just so so outmatched in a way that their their offense isn't gonna probably right. be able to keep up. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Chargers here. My AirPods disconnected. Just one second. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so I kind of missed what you said. I'm assuming you picked the Chargers. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Chargers as well. Um, I'm sure you covered it great. I don't know why my AirPods just cut out, but um, yeah, I think uh, offensively, obviously, uh, you know, Mike Williams huge blow. Uh, but Keenan Allen's been playing great. Eckler might come back. I don't know if it necessarily matters. Um, you know, if Jimmy G does play and Eckler doesn't, that could be interesting. Um, but it doesn't seem like Jimmy G is gonna play. So whoever they throw out there, if it's I think it's is it Brian Hoyer that's the backup or like they should play O'Connell. I know the Purdue kid is there, but I don't know if they will. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I just think Herbert's been balling out, and I think him and Keenan probably enough at this point to uh, to get the job done against Vegas. Uh, moving on, Cardinals 49ers. You know, I want to say this is going to be a beatdown, but Josh Dobbs balled out last week. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. He posted the TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, him going to try to buy his jersey and he can't even buy it, um, which is amazing. I mean, that guy is – and then there was the one of him, like, dodging the bullet of Micah Parsons. I mean, he's a funny guy. I've really uh, really enjoyed watching Josh Dobbs so far. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, the Niners here just because I think, uh, you know, that offense is a bit more efficient than the Dallas Cowboys one at the moment. Uh, Brock Purdy just doesn't lose also to, uh, you know, ever any apparently um but yeah i'm gonna go with the niners um i mean you you know all the stars on this team at this point but big win for the cardinals last week and they've been feisty i mean good job by jonathan gannon so far like seemed like they were tanking and uh you know they've gone out and basically said like hey we're we're here and we're gonna be trying every week james connor's been playing pretty well so shout out to the uh arizona cardinals i'm gonna do good yeah i mean yeah, just I'm just gonna echo that sentiment. I've been really pleasantly surprised by this this coaching staff. Um, I would say I was not a big believer in Gannon as a defensive mind or as a leader coming over, and he's kind of been good 
in both senses. And that's really good to see. I mean, he's probably, you know, the the most likely guy to stay around here, you know, given that Kyler isn't even playing and he might be gone anyway and everyone else, you know, doesn't seem like they're super unexpendable um, either. But I'm going to go with the Niners here. They just have way too much talent. So they should they should honestly blow them out, to be honest. But the Cowboys had had some issues doing that. So. Well, speaking of the uh, boys down south, Cowboys Patriots. Um, man, that one Dak interception last week where he threw to the two Cardinals guys was pretty, pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I mean New England one and two at this point, I believe. Yeah, um, you know they obviously beat the Jets last week, but this is not a team that's played very well. Ramondre Stevenson hasn't run the ball well. Mac Jones has, you know, had his moments, but you know at some point is just not really working with any superstars on that offense at the end of the day. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I feel like they should bounce back at home. Um, you know, if they lose again, that'd be a disaster defensively. Um, you know, I think they were probably just a lot of emotions with Trayvon Diggs going down last week with the ACL injury. They probably weren't in the best headspace. I'm not trying to make excuses, but um, you know, it's tough when you lose one of your best defensive players, like two, three days before the game. So I think they'll be more kind of ready and just, you know, especially after last week and the disappointment, like fired up to play. I think this week, I think, uh, you know, they got, they know that, that, you know, they were brought back down to earth. I think, you know, a lot of people, you, Stephen A. Smith were kind of alluding to, you know, it was going to happen. It was a matter of, you know, it, when, not if, got it right this time. I almost said, if not when, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys though. I think, uh, I don't know, New England, I just kind of like eh, at this point like they're just kind of you know they'll figure seven eight wins out but I, I don't I think Dallas is a better team on both sides of the football so they should win this game yeah I mean I think I think because these are these are maybe the two best defenses in the league maybe I mean two of the better ones for sure we keep we keep talking about it but this has kind of been the story of the season so far besides the Dolphins has been like how many like really really dominant defenses there have been um, so I think it'll be fun to watch in terms of that, but the Patriots, like you said, just like, I mean, Mac Jones isn't as good as Dak, their line's not nearly as good as the Cowboys, and they don't have a CD Lamb or Brandon Cooks or even a Michael Gallup even. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just, I think the Cowboys win here, but there's always the potential for the Cowboys to, you know, kind of Cowboys. This is kind of what you get with the Mike McCarthy. He's going to have a few weeks a year where his team just comes out really flat. Yeah. Is what it is. I'll go with, go with the Cowboys still. All right. On to the story of the, uh, the week chiefs jets, obviously Uh, Taylor Swift was in attendance this past weekend. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, So maybe we got some Swifties on this podcast. I'm going to have to throw that in the, uh, the tags and try to get, you know, maybe they're how to learn football. Maybe, we'll, you know, if there's enough support, we'll do a video or something. I don't know. You know, we'll take advantage of this little uh, Taylor Swift wave on the, uh, you know, maybe outside the arena will be the the official podcast, NFL podcast of the Swifties. I know Travis Kelsey's got his own, but for when they, you know, things fizzle out, if they still want to stay in the NFL, you know, me and Deb are here to, uh, to take you through the NFL action week after week. So, you know, hopefully we can draw a little, uh, little fandom. Probably not, but um, moving on, to the actual game. Chiefs Jets. Um, sounds like Taylor Swift will be back in attendance, so to watch Zach Wilson, of course, the BYU man himself, who 
it's crazy that they keep rolling this kid out there. I feel bad for him, but like at the same time, it's like you gotta move on. Like this kid sucks. Um they just have no confidence in, in him also. Like they're just running the ball constantly. Like they just gotta kinda at some point it's like like if he doesn't throw the ball, this team's not gonna win. So it's like yeah. you gotta let him air it out to throw a chuck up up to Garrett Wilson every like three plays and just yeah. pray something good happens. Um but yeah, obviously this is Chiefs for both of us. I mean Another game where, you know, Jets defense maybe keeps him in it, but, you know, Mahomes is so talented. He probably finds his way around healthy Sunday night. He's swift in attendance. Like, oh, my God, it's going to be a show for him probably. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, obviously. But the Jets, man, uh, uh, you just got to hope that they don't lose the locker room. And, you know, it seems like it could be starting to go that way, but we'll see. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is a pretty clear Chiefs pick. Um, like you said, like just a touch. I don't I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I think it's so, so cool that we've got one of the like biggest. I don't even I think it's funny. I just have been really enjoying this week on Twitter um, X or whatever it's called. Just seeing the intersection of two of the crazier fan bases there are between like nfl fans and taylor swift fans they're just like a lot of craziness and like tension and i don't know i i'm i love Kel- travis kelsey so i don't want this to end but like when it's, <laughs> it's gonna be like crazy as well so there's just a lot i'm excited for here but again going back to the football like the chiefs are just like way better because they have mahomes <laughs> they're going against zach wilson and yeah the Jets are ultimately not going to really have a chance to compete. I mean, if, like you said, like if, if you're going to go with Zach Wilson, at least give him a chance, but they're not even doing that. And it's, it sucks to see. And I wouldn't want to give him a chance either because I don't trust <laughs> it, it. It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, picking, picking your poison here. So I, I don't envy the Jets or Robert Sala, but, you know, they've got to figure something out quick if they want to salvage the season. Yeah, definitely. I think at this point, like, I'm a big Robert Sala guy, but at some point, it's like, he's going to be coaching for his job. Like, you know, at some point, you know, as cool as, as big as your muscles are and as, you know, good as your hype-up speeches are, like, if you're not getting wins, it doesn't matter. So, not blaming him. Obviously, you know, I think with Aaron Rodgers, this season would be going a lot differently. Maybe they would be 2-1. and one. I'm not saying they'd be 3-0, and oh, but, um, you know, the outlook would be a lot different than it is right now, obviously. Um, so, yeah. And then moving on to Monday night, back-to-back Primetime games. They're doing that multiple times this year with MetLife. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks at Giants. Um, kind of a snooze fest, I feel like, for a Monday night game. I don't really – I don't. there's not much to get excited about, I feel like. Um, Seahawks have been playing better, though, so I'm going to pick them. Uh, you know, I'd still like to see Jackson Smith and Jigba get a little more involved. I feel like, you know, I think he could be so explosive and exciting, and, you know, I hope they do end up, you know, making sure making use of his talent kenneth walker's been really good you know obviously you got dk i just think i think their offense will be too much for this giants defense to handle and you know outside of that arizona week obviously no saquon last week but you know this giants offense has looked like nothing um so giants aren't a good team seahawks are a good team so i think it's pretty easy to seahawks here yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. I mean, the Giants are, are like scrappy and, you know, they don't suck on either side of the ball, I guess, you know, horribly, but they're not either inspiring on either one as well. So 
I'm going to go with the Seahawks, just as clear, strongest unit in the game is the Seahawks offense. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for week four predictions. Um, and I think that kind of does it for the episode. Anything anything else on your mind? I mean, there were some big football, college football real quick. I feel like we ought to talk about it. There were some big games. So real quick, we'll end the episode. Um, I mean, the two that come to mind, I think, are Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Colorado, Oregon. Obviously, the Colorado game, a blowout, kind of what we expected. Um, I mean, your thoughts. Obviously, this Colorado season is still a huge win no matter what. But um, kind of your thoughts. I mean, you know, they're not going to beat USC. But, you know, what if – you know, I don't know how to phrase this, but overall thoughts, obviously Colorado, I think the season is just still a huge win for them. I mean, they had 10 million viewers watching that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this wasn't a game they were ever going to win. And <clears throat> honestly, you know, to think that in retrospect was probably not, you know, the smartest thing, but that's not what it's about. Like you said, this is about building the program and getting there in a couple of years and, you know, building this program up from the dumps and, you know, I'm I'm still very confident, bullish that this is gonna go well. Um, and it is going well. So I, you know, I wouldn't be worried about that. Oregon is legit. That's all I'm gonna say about them. And then quickly on Ohio State Notre Dame, I'll toss it back over to you. Um, this was just a really good, fun, like just a competitive. I I really enjoyed this game. I watched every play. I I was engaged. I don't know a ton of the players on either team or I didn't going into it but I, I really was in, invested in I, it was a fun close game to watch and I think both of these teams are legit and obviously Notre Dame with their schedule probably not a playoff team but if they went out they play Florida State they could maybe be in the conversation but you know Ohio State definitely in that conversation they look like a more physical team than they've been in the past um, and then obviously we had the the Ryan Day rant at the end of the at the end. It's of the always game. been Ohio against the world. <laughs> yeah, I loved, it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so that was fun. But yeah, that was two two really um or well I guess really just one good game and then uh, a bit of a blowout. But that was still a fun week of college football. And what what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I kind of said, like Colorado, it's been just a huge win for them this season. Obviously, like. They're not national championship ready, even with Shadur. Obviously, without Travis Hunter, he would have made a difference in this one. But, um, yeah, you know, there's a difference between them and and the, uh, you know, Oregon's of the the college football. And, you know, the Ohio State game was super fun. Um, you know, it was low scoring. It wasn't the most impressive. It was a very good defensive game, which I think is big for Ohio State almost because their bread and butter the past few years has been the offense and then, you know, come like Michigan or come college football playoff time, that defense is just kind of folded. So that defense can really hold itself against these elite teams. That would be huge for them because obviously offensively they've got the talent, Um, you know, Kyle McCord, huge drive at the end of that game, you know, really showed some toughness. I think he's proved that he's the QB one on this team, which, you know, after week one, I think there were some questions week two as well. Um, So good for him for kind of proving himself. That was a huge win. Um, Obviously, they still got Penn State. They still got Michigan. So, jobs not even close to being finished for them. I mean, they've got a, a gauntlet of a schedule this year, but huge first step for them. And, um, you know, Ryan Day, you got to love the passion. I feel like, you know, someone was like, what's up with all these college football coaches cutting like WWE promos now? It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. But yeah, um, I thought it was good. I think, you know, he, I think you just see the emotion from him and he knows kind of the pressure that this year is for him at the end of the day. Like 
he loses to Michigan again, regardless, like he might be out the door as you know, he's a good offensive coach. I, it's people are just going to be that Michigan game is all that matters. Honestly, like people are just going to call him for his head. It's, and he's been good. I mean, they should have been, they honestly should have won the national championship last year. Like they were that made kick away from, they would have kicked the shit out of TCU. I mean, I think the winner, that was the national championship game was yeah. the, uh, the Georgia Ohio state game. And, um, yeah, it's just a few. I mean, he's he's done a good job. It's just Michigan, man. He can't beat him. But um, you know, he'll figure it out. But really big win for Ohio State. Um, Notre Dame, nothing to, to hang your head on. I mean, Sam Hartman's still heck of a player, and you know, I think for them, just uh, you know, that that program has kind of been brought back to life, which I think is awesome because obviously they've just been a staple of college football, and it felt like for a few years they were a little kind of out of it, not as competitive. Whereas you know, I think Marcus Freeman's. Um, you know, brought them back, and this is a, a an elite program. Not that they were never not elite, but they are playing, I guess, like an elite program once again. So, really good game. Um, but yeah, I think that will do it. Any other final thoughts or no? No, I think we kind of got everything. This was, this was a fun episode. There's a lot. Yeah. This, we're getting to a really fun time of sports here, so I'm excited for the uh, for the next coming weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. We'll be talking all things MLB, NFL, anything NBA coming up. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, make sure to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The link for that will be in the description below. Uh, follow us on our social medias. That will all be in the description as well. Appreciate you watching, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Outside the Arena.